to the podcast. I'm Anna. And I'm Kayleen. And we're Entrepreneurs, a podcast of two gay idiots owning and operating a business in the midst of end stage capitalism. Hello I think and welcome I just to our live it. show. Uh, we are doing this on Instagram Live. Uh, we've put out kind of, kind of a last-minute decision. We've got a few people joining us. Um, and, yeah, we just decided it'd be fun to for our, like, I guess our last recorded episode of the year and first... Um, first released episode of the next year, it would be great, um, uh, a fun new thing to do. So, uh, yeah, we're kind of messing around with the setup. This might sound different than what you're used to. Uh, we're recording in different places than we normally do, but, uh, yeah, so... I'm in New Orleans, Anna's in St. Pete, and we're just going to do the episode, but we're going to open it up to listener questions for the main dish. Sounds good. Um, So, it's been a big, big week for both of us, I think. Mm -hmm. Um, Lots of, like, happy tears, I think. Yeah. Or maybe just not, I don't know if my tears were happy, but maybe they were just needed, right? Yeah. Um, I'll let you go first. A lot of catharsis happened. Yeah. There you go. Um, yeah. I got to, so big thing for me, something that I had a lot of conflicting feelings about and a lot of anxiety around, um, but a lot of excitement built up around is that I finally got to see my favorite musical live on stage. Um, I got to see Hades Town last night, the touring production, touring Broadway production, Um and it is a musical that I've loved uh, for years. It's a relatively new musical that kind of has a long history that I won't go into because this is not a theater nerd podcast. Although it, it is. It, I think it might be. <laughs> like, um, whether or not people want it, like I think yeah, it's, that's um, that's what it I is. just I just sent a query for like an like an interview, and I was just like, we're just too. <laughs> yeah, I guess I guess at the it heart of it, comes up almost every episode. Yeah. Anyway, so <laughs> I got to see Hades Town live. Um, I was super paranoid that it was going to get canceled due to this COVID surge that we're experiencing. Um, I was also like just nervous about going out in a very crowded space during this COVID surge, but I uh, masked up and it happened and I cried so much um, and it was great. Uh, yeah. And, and then of course, in true theater is a small, small world fashion, uh, realized that, um, I knew the guy who played Hades in the touring production. We worked together oh, in Florida, yeah. uh, when I was working in theater there. So I got to say hi to him, like haven't seen him in like nine or 10 years, got to see him out of, after the show and, um, reconnect. And that just was, it was great and it was beautiful. And if it's coming to a city near you, I highly recommend it. Even if you're not a musical theater person, it doesn't sound like show tunes. It's very like the musicals are the the music is actually very derivative of New Orleans. Um, yeah, explain what it is. Um, so if you've got an interest in Greek mythology, it, that's a great entry point. So it is the story. Um, it is basically the Orpheus and Eurydice myth. Um, retold and also juxtaposed against the Hades and Persephone myth, which are not 
two stories that typically um, interact with each other much. But it is about, you know, like Orpheus and Eurydice. The original myth is that Orpheus um, and Eurydice fall in love. She's, I think, a nymph. And she isn't in the in the musical, but she is in the myth. And he's the son of a muse, like a demigod. Um, they fall in love. He, like, fucks off to do son of muse shit because he's the you know he's a song a song player a liar player um and she dies and gets taken down to the underworld by hades and uh he goes into the underworld to bring her back uh but uh which is not allowed but because he is the son of a muse because he's a demigod hades gives him a task which is you can have her back but she has to um follow behind you and you cannot look back if you look back, she's lost forever. If you can make it out of the underworld without looking, with tr- just trusting that she is still there, um, you can have your happily ever after. And um, he looks back and he loses her forever. So it's really, it's a, it's a story about like, you know, when people die, they die. Uh, essentially, like that's kind of the purpose of that myth. But the musical is really beautiful. It has some different takes on that. Like I said, it juxtaposes with Hades and Persephone. It's got Hermes as a character. Uh, we've got the Fates, who are my favorites. It's just so good and so evocative. Um, really great theatricality and spectacle. And like the music's incredible. The music's incredible, and the staging is great. They do a lot. You know, like, I think they exercise a lot of restraint, you know, like for a Broadway production um, to use spectacle when it's most needed and not any more than that. You know, it's very simple when it needs to be. And I don't you don't see that a lot in Broadway shows. Um, They're often too overburdened, in my opinion, uh, with like glitz and glamour and special effects. So, yeah, it was really amazing. Um, I'm going to be thinking about it for a while. I wish I could go see it again. Uh, But yeah, if it tours to a city near you, you should definitely go get tickets and see it because and honestly, like we had really good seats and they weren't um, they weren't they were well priced, I think, uh, for what they for the quality of the production that we saw. They're not Hamilton prices. I will say that. So, yeah, good. Nice. Um, Yeah. Yeah. So what you also had a really great um, big move that you made this week. Uh, Why don't you tell people about that? Yeah, I um, so I just moved here like in October um, and I've been car free pretty much my whole life. But when I lived in Colorado, I had a car just because I needed to get around. I had like I was using other people's cars, like my partner's car, blah, blah, blah. And then it, it just wasn't working out. They kept breaking. So I bought like a new car in 2018 um and i moved to florida and i was like holy shit i don't need this anymore um i was like because i I had this like in my mind i was like i'm gonna go to europe for like three months and i need to sell my car before i do it and then something i feel like it was literally a fever dream i i like was just like oh my god it's time i need to sell my car i was like i drive like twice a month i was like i don't need this right now yeah Um, and you've been talking about this since like pre-pandemic I remember yeah, you being I just, like, I like, don't like having a car. It's yeah. stupid. I think but, <laughs> like, I just, I'm, I like to walk. I like to bike. I like to rollerblade. But um, yeah, to like witness that moment from, of something that you said that you were going to theoretically do for a very long time to just suddenly 
almost out of nowhere, although it's not really out of nowhere, just be like, it's happening. I'm doing it. I'm 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 driving there right now. (laughs) Yeah. um, Yeah. It was really impressive. It was really cool. Uh, It was a very powerful moment. Yeah, it's um, a great time to sell your car right now. Um, mm-hmm. They, like, I almost made money. Like, off of selling I think car. I think based on how long you had the car, the work you've done in that car, the miles you've put on that car, I've driven I think across you, the country so many times. I think you like, did make money off of that car. I, yeah, like I, I was very, very impressed. Yeah. So I'm, I'm car free. Um, car free, and my new sugar mama. Oh my god! I'll pick you up on my bike, baby. <laughs> hey. <laughs> Uh, yeah, so yeah. Big, big emotional moments for us on opposite ends of the spectrum. But yeah, lots of lots of. But I, because I mean, I mean, this was like your first show. Yeah. Since. So this is also like I because I worked in professional theater for such a long time. I very rarely got to see any professional theater outside of the productions that my company did. And I this is actually the first time I ever got to see a national like professional tour of any show. Um, so it was really special to see like a, a show of that quality and caliber. Um, and yeah, and it was also my first like live performance uh, since the pandemic. So it was very emotional for a lot of reasons. Yeah. Yeah. Cool. Yeah. Um, let's move on to tarot time. Yeah. tarot cards um and then also yeah can we do some polls for people after the yeah yeah yeah. if you guys are if you guys stick around if you have the time we will pull some cards after we stop recording also if you just joined feel free to um ask any comments or any questions you have in the com like in the comments and we'll get to them um after tarot time if you have questions about anything relating to the podcast or to us or whatever, uh, we'll tell you if it's off limits after you ask it. <laughs> but it's right. probably not. It's probably not. We don't like, have. I it. just want somebody to ask me. <laughs> yeah, I'm much more likely to have a boundary about it than Anna. <laughs> I don't. Yeah, I really um, don't have boundaries. Anyway, um, not about that. <laughs> Uh, so I'm, I've got the Theodore Pavlov tarot deck. Um, this is what I've been doing year ahead spreads for people on. Um, and, uh, yeah, what, so we are pulling a card for an episode that is being released, um, the first full week of the new year. So what do we have here? What does the collective need for the first week of 2022? Ah, Queen of Wands. There she be. There she is. Oh, that's beautiful. It's beautiful. I love this card too because like it's very midsummer. It's very mid. It's very fruitful. So, Queen mm-hmm. of Wands. She is just like full. I love her little cat here. Who looks mm. so regal. Um, I also one of the things I I love about this deck is that the artist he mentions specifically that he did not want to draw her sitting down. Um, she is someone who like leads from the forefront. Yeah. Who is an entrepreneur? Uh, she's full of creativity and ideas and wealth of knowledge and life. Um, and she does not sit idly by uh, to observe. She is someone mm-hmm. who stands to lead from the front. 
Um, she's, yeah, very regal, very self-possessed. Um, that little cat is very proud to be right next to her. Um, this is a great energy oh, to that's align funny. yourself. Yeah. Look at how, like, she, it's like preening. Like, she's like, mm, yeah, that's my human. Uh, <laughs> Hear that, Apollo? Yeah. Hear that, Apollo? <laughs> um, but yeah, she's got her staff. She's got her crown. She's just, like, very, um, yeah, lots of good, uh, New Year vibes here. Uh, I love this. I love this card. I love this for us. Um, step into your your inner queen in 2022. Yeah, right. yeah. The wands. I I enjoy the wands because they're always like action, and I I thrive with that. Yeah, yeah. Um, and it's also it's about idea oh. idea space as well. Mm-hmm. Like I feel like the the wands are where you can kind of just get dreamy and mm-hmm. like. No, I. It can get. You can. You let your imagination and your creativity, like, as even more so than I think cups sometimes. Mm-hmm. Um, Interesting. Yeah. yeah. Cool. All right. Uh, so we are about to get into the main dish. The main dish, which is uh, set the table. We are serving the main dish. Uh, listener, uh, we've got listener, uh, questions. So we got a few, we collected a few of these, like, before the episode. Uh, but you feel free, if you're on the live right now, to put them in the comment section, and we'll get them to them later. Um, but I think one of the ones that we get a lot, and we got this, certainly this time, is, like, um, any tips that we have for people who may want to start working for themselves, but don't necessarily know where to start. So, Anna, do you have any say do when you're starting uh do as much as you can with as little of like startup as possible like actual money mm-hmm. like what can you do without money first right um because i think sometimes like you get in this loop where you're just like i need to do this this and this and I, and definitely you need to invest money like that is a part of it but i don't think that's like a beginning part of it i think you should just start doing stuff and and see if you like it first yeah, that way you're not like saddling yourself with a bunch of debt before you even get out the gate and then like you're putting pressure on yourself to like make that money back before you've even figured out if you like what you're doing or not <laughs> like, yeah um, yeah. And, yeah i feel like that's definitely the case like that emily and i like emily who uh is on this live right now thanks thanks buddy uh when we started our candle business i think we started uh with emily's uh uh covid check <laughs> the the stimulus mm-hmm. money um and that was it that and mm-hmm. uh and it was also starting light starting uh yeah i think that's uh yeah don't feel like you have to put the pressure on it to be like the main source of your income time or energy to start i think if there's something you're interested in um and you have the space to like follow your curiosity and start small um, it's okay to like, uh, um, but, uh, yeah, to like, uh, start small and, 
I feel like one of the things I see in other people who own like candle or soap making businesses is so many people who put so much money and time into like research and development. They like spend a bunch of money on getting a bunch of different materials and scents and ingredients and test. They make all kinds of testers and of literally everything. And then they are so overburdened with product and debt that they and decisions that they get paralyzed when it comes to actually launching. Uh, so yes, be nimble. Yeah, um, and, and yeah, then, and, and yeah, and don't put pressure on on your uh, on your side hustle to be your main source of income when you're starting. Like make sh- make it fun. Mm-hmm. I think also you can just like uh, for video, for example, like I just. Uh, was really scrappy in the beginning and like didn't have super nice equipment but it didn't matter because um you know if you understand like composition and honestly it's not even a lot about the 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 product sometimes and it's more about like the branding the positioning and like the messaging and I think if you can like understand those three key elements and then kind of put yourself in situations that you want to be in, you know? Um, Also, like, imagine, is is there something out there that you wish existed? Probably other people wish it it existed, too. You're like, hey, I wish videos uh, were, uh, I wish there was a video, like, somebody doing videos like this. Well, why can't it be you? Like, um, but yeah, again, you can, yeah, starting with shitty equipment, as long as what you're doing is, like, not, um, deeply unsafe uh you can always reinvest in equipment later our first batch of candles we made by like uh uh melting the wax in like a double boiler like it was and i don't see and i don't know anything about how to make a candle so right. i'm just like that sounds fine it's like very, it's <laughs> fine it's just tedious it's just tedious but that's the thing like i think a lot of times like you expect to get questions about your back end, but you just don't get questions about your back end. No, nobody, you know? nobody knows as much as you do about how you make mm-hmm. what you make. Mm-hmm. Um, so you may feel super self-conscious about it, whereas if you told somebody who had no idea about how something should be done, mm-hmm. they, uh, they'd be like, what? Huh? Yeah. 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 I mean, I think it's just kind of, like, been a dangerous question also just, like, in society to ask about how things are made because it's just, like, we don't like that answer. Yeah. (laughs) It's a a very powerful question, and you have to, like, make know that, like, you could be opening yourself up to knowing something you didn't want to know. Yeah, Um, yeah. But, yeah, I think that's... But, yeah, again, do something that's, like, fun, um that you wish existed um and also know that if it doesn't work out no big deal like at least you tried um yeah we got a soup question right Uh, yeah we did get a soup question so ashley asked uh what uh soups uh we were planning on making with the cold front that's supposed to move in over the weekend and honestly I don't know if you're getting the cold front, uh, no, but I'm like 80 degrees here. Well, no, yeah, it's, it's 80 degrees here right now and will be for the next couple of days. But then it's going to drop to like a low in the 30s, like on mon- oh, no. on like Sunday or Monday. So um, yeah. I'm thinking maybe when's, like, hey, when's the new year? Friday. 
Friday, okay. Anna doesn't know what day it is or what time it I is. Think, I think I'm going sailing on the New Year, so that's why I wanted to know. Yeah. What. <laughs> okay. <laughs> <laughs> I um, keep a very loose schedule. I don't know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, un- unanchored by time or space. Um, oh, God. How yeah. old am I, Kayleen? I can't believe that TikTok audio started trending. Yeah. Oh, God. I have no idea. <laughs> um, anyway, I think I'm going to make like a white bean chili. I think that might be it. Hey, hey, anybody on the live, do y'all like chili? Because I don't, and I'm I'm in the I'm in the minority there. Alright. So yeah, I love a good chili. I make a really good uh, yeah. taco. Do you chili. like make it once a year? Uh it, usually I will make it a couple of times a year, but I like talk I make a taco chili. Uh usually. Uh, that's like a ground beef, black bean, kidney bean. Um, but I'll do like a kind of a southwestern spin on it and put like corn and taco seasonings in it and like green chilies. Nice. Um, but I was thinking a white bean chili might be nice, like a chicken, white beans, salsa verde kind of situation. I've also been feeling like I might want to try like my own spin on a tomato bisque. Which I don't. Mm. Um, I don't traditionally. I feel like you made a fancy tomato thing. I did not. Quarantine. I don't usually. I, oh, I made the bolognese, like a really good like red sauce, like Italian red sauce. Which I actually did get all the ingredients for that. I was thinking about making that over uh, the break, so I might do that too. It's not a soup, but um, it's, it's soup adjacent. It's soup adjacent. It's a law. It's a sauce that uh, you must. Uh, you must. Uh, you spend like a whole day on um i've made really good baked potato soup in the past i feel like i've kind of like mastered that um yeah i've got some soup drama what's your soup drama i went to trader joe's and they did not have carrots oh what soup are you gonna make Oh, well, I was going to just do, like, a carrot and butternut squash. Oh, that sounds really good. Potato and red pepper might be a good a good bisque I, to try. I'm over here wondering if I need to turn on my AC. Yeah. Oh, no, I mean, my AC broke. I had an AC repair guy out here this afternoon. Climate oh. change, baby. Yeah. Uh, I think I think I kind of, like, um, Kayleen said something, and I think we should add this into our winter predictions, because I think it... It's it's a bold one, and maybe it shouldn't be said out loud. <laughs> We've already talked about this off the podcast, but my greatest fear right now is that we're going to get a winter hurricane. Uh, no, specifically a January a hurricane. Jan- <laughs> I don't know, guys. Like, it's all falling apart. <laughs> it's very warm. Um, and then, I'm, and then, I'm traumatized. Um, I, I had a thought. What if the Gulf gets too hot to have hurricanes? Is that possible? I don't know. <laughs> I'm not a. I'm not a climatologist. No. What if the ocean just becomes soup? <laughs> like, yeah, I'm just like a curious stoner, you know. <laughs> oh gosh. Oh boy. Um, yeah, I'm nothing uh, super super curious like in that fashion. Yeah. Um, 
Yeah. So, do we have any other questions, or should we just start asking ourselves questions, Kaylee? <laughs> <laughs> um, Emily did ask what our favorite candle brand was, and why was it Candles Unincorporated? Um, because it which is true. I have I'm burning Sea Cottage Core right now. Um, it's because Candles Unincorporated, a small batch handmade in New Orleans with soy wax, quality fragrance, um, and fun names. Yeah, you know. Yeah, uh, I my favorite is Farmer's Market Fuckboy. Yes. I'm addicted to it. Yep. It's a good one. Um, it we, mixes, I also, it I mixes also, well with my body I also convert, got you to Yuletide Gay last time you were here. So Yeah, that's the winter one. And I like the winter one, but then it just got too hot. And I was like, I can't even. Like, I can't even put this, the pine. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh. I'm just like, oh boy. So, whatever. Yeah. There's that. Um, All right, Anna, do you have a question for me? Yeah. Um, oh boy. I, I, what's your favorite color? And you can't say black. Um, hot pink. I would say that like hot pink magenta y color. Like, kind of, I feel like my power colors are, are like pink and purple. Okay. Yeah. What's uh, your question for me? Well, I can't. Uh, what is your like? What is your absolute favorite food? Because I know you're not like a foodie, but you do have attachments to food. I don't know. I I have like some comfort foods that I like only eat when I'm feeling bad, okay. and like, <laughs> for example, fruity pebbles. Okay. Cheez Its. Eating an entire thing of brie cheese. Oreos. Is this my, honestly, I think I've like cut it. I, did we? I, did we I, over, I cut it. Did we overdo it on Oreos during our quarantine? Well, yeah, we overdid it, and then I didn't do sugar for six months, and now it's just like um, Hor- I horrifying. think my yeah my sugar it like hurts my teeth. Yeah. So like I just can't even anymore. Yeah. I think we're going more to the savory now. Um, but yeah, on, on my my day to day, I just eat such such boring stuff. Um, it's not even interesting. But I do like a good chicken tikka masala. I would say it's like my favorite. Ooh, I like this question from Emily. What are you giving up on saying no to or rejecting for 2022? Which is like we kind of talked about this vaguely in our last episode in terms of like destroy like destroying things to make room for new shit, but like specifically what is it that we're um that we are hoping to let go of? Mm, yeah. So I feel <laughs> I was actually saying this today. I feel like since I've moved down here, almost like everything I think happens like very quickly. Like I will be talking about a German shepherd and then I'll see a German shepherd. And like today, for example, um, I was like, this is going to be interesting. This is going to be interesting for my process to like walk and bike around and not have a car anymore. I was like, I'm, 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 I was like, what an interesting perspective. And I was crossing the street and then there was a woman at the bus stop and, 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 and she had a shirt on before, but then she just did it. It was just like tits, full tits. And, um, <laughs> going to see a lot like, of inter- interesting things as a pedestrian now. Yeah. And so, um, with that, I think I just want less thoughts in my head. I just want like neutrality, you know, or just like this idea of like, 
oh, I want this. I want it to look like this because I feel like I have that and then I just change my mind. Yeah. So at this point, I just kind of want to have a very empty head and like surrender to like who I used to be because I just feel I'm becoming somebody totally different. And I, yeah. and I don't know what she's up to, but she's just like super committed to her intuition. And um, so I guess just like giving up any final idea of like who I have been because it's just like it's just changing and I just sometimes I mean it's it's being too quick all of these like thoughts to reality like visualization so yeah I think just surrender and and neutrality for me yeah um I think I'm trying I was kind of like thinking through this I think something that I kind of want to work on rejecting or like giving up or at least at least um acknowledging that it's there and that it doesn't it shouldn't have as much control over me is a uh, scarcity mindset and like this struggle narrative uh which is is difficult because it's something that like I was definitely like raised in and lived in for a very long time but I'm in a place right now you know if I think about it I'm probably in a place right now where I'm the most financially stable I've ever been which I know is like a very lucky thing to say at the in the middle of a pandemic that is ravaging like work the workforce and people's livelihoods and I I feel like that is something I had a lot of fear about um, in the midst and in the beginning. Um, But it seems like uh, it seems like at a time when everything should be going wrong, like things have been falling in like globally, things have been really falling into place for me personally. So I think letting go, uh, I think like really, truly recognizing that like that uh the universe is abundant and working in my favor which has been a mantra of mine for years but i think is now what is your mantra that the universe is conspiring in my favor that's what it's been it was what it's been for years but um hasn't always felt like it so i i feel like now i'm finally feeling like i'm stepping into that and it really does feel like you know like people say uh you know all those metaphors about how like you plant you planted a lot of seeds and you don't know you know like they could come to fruition when you least expect them um or like it's like the pumping the well metaphor where you like pump and pump and pump and nothing comes up but like you you could walk away right before the water starts flowing. Um, I feel like I'm kind of at that point now where I'm looking back at like the last five or six years and seeing like looking at past Kayleen and how much she struggled and how like, uh, like all the times when I had like money problems and housing instability and relationship issues and finally feeling now like I'm, like all the work I put in back then and wanted instant results on and didn't get, finally I'm getting results now. So I think letting go of uh, truly like letting go of of scarcity uh, scarcity mindset because I think I'm finally getting the proof that like it's all possible. Yeah, you yeah, know? that's a good feeling, and yeah, it's just like the. 
I, I mean, I feel like, A, is there a better time than now to be an entrepreneur? I mean, nobody, everybody's like quitting their jobs and da-da-da, and it's just like, I feel like I've, I've been in this, I've been doing this like five years uh, full-time, and it's been pretty lonely, uh, yeah. and now it's finally like... <laughs> Yeah. Oh, this is like a thing. Everyone's I'm like, yeah. I'm peers. I used to be the only person, you know? Everybody else had like a nine to five, and now everybody's like, fuck my nine to five, blah, blah, blah. So it's like a good, it's a good feeling, I think, too, to just yeah. kind of be like, to have done the work and then just be rewarded for it. Because mm-hmm. I know when I was in college, there were like, you know, in 10 or 15 years, like half of the job force is going to be freelance. And I heard that and I was just like, oh, I'm, yeah, I don't want to work for anybody. I think I'd be bad at that anyway. Um, so now to be at a time where it's just like work is not, I don't know, like the, what the, what, like what salaries have done also, you know, with inflation, and then just like what you can negotiate right now, if you, in any sort of contract, it's pretty, it's pretty incredible. And and all the resource sharing too. It's really um, encouraging seeing online. people seeing people recognize their own value. Exactly, and said and and like I feel like there has been a lot of like scarcity mindset shift too of right. like no no like I like. And Sorry, then it's you also, can't staff me for that. I like, feel like, yeah, I my... feel like there's this, like, the big shift is realizing not that, like, scarcity doesn't exist. Scarcity exists. But it's not the fault of you as an individual if you, if you are struggling for resources. It is much bigger and much more, like, evil and insidious and, like, scarcity is created by capitalism. Um, and, uh, a lot of fucking evil people. Uh, so if you're struggling, it's not also not your fault. Um, and if you can recognize like your value and your worth, and I think that's, and like our, how strong, how much stronger we are together as, as working class people, um, and how much, like, if we can work together, uh, it can, yeah. I don't know. It's really encouraging. Our astrologer has a lot to say about it. I'm hoping we can get her on an episode soon. Yeah, Pluto return, baby. Yeah. Um, anyway, uh, I had a, I had a thought, too. I think we probably have time for, like, one or two more questions before we go into a very special bro book review. Um, I, um, what... Do you think um, what advantages um, do you think your queerness has had on your work? Like, oh, how is okay. it like your superpower? <laughs> like, okay, so I have a very interesting example for this. I had a conversation with my dad on the phone, and he oh. lives across the street from a guy who's running a video production company, and he has he has three full-time employees and I was like let me see this dude's website and they're all women and and they take they go on walks together and they're just like blah 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 and I was like oh this is what he happened he started he's he probably got a few decent contracts and instead of like um and instead of like pocketing the money and contracting somebody out he needs to feed his ego and have like women around him 
And so I think a lot of times that I'm in a really bro industry, right? And so that kind of stuff happens a lot where it's just like they have these, not like people, but it's just like, it's super machismo. And and it's just like, so I think, yeah, or like just, I, it's just, it's just inflated. It's just like, did you did you need that? You know what I mean? It's like you're like it's it's very like instead of like poetically telling a story, it's just like oh, I shot this with this, and I really don't have any intention behind it. Um, but that's that's not the point I'm trying to get to. I think so. Basically, when you start to make money, I think in order to um, to really start making money in your business, you have to expand your consciousness to like hold that and hold your new self and like hold, oh, I'm gonna make like X, Y, Z amount of money. Um, and it's like this reinvention of sorts, right? Like you're like rediscovering who you are. And it's very much like the process that gay people have had to do um, of like, reinventing themselves how are they going to be perceived how are you going to shift your consciousness um everybody else perceives you like this but you perceive yourself as something else and then just like stepping outside of that box on your own which i think is just super helpful because i think a lot of queer people have had to do this shadow work um that a lot of um straight people or they just never had to do yeah you don't right? have to so, know you you don't have to necessarily know yourself if you're yeah if you are part of a uh the dominant uh traits of if you have the dominant tra- traits that are honored by society and i just feel like queer people are always already so so good at tetris you know what i mean yeah. and kind of like um uh, code shifting, you know what I mean? Yeah. Just like turning into like different people, like uh, becoming a uh, chameleon, if you will, which I think is really, really helpful in business too. Um, and then also, I think just knowing your voice, yeah, um, and and just really like knowing yourself is something that is um, impenetrable. I just had a cat jump up on my back. So, Apollo's back. Um, anyway, yeah, I love that. That's great. Yeah, queer queerness is a superpower. Um, I think so. I had a friend who told me that, like, like he was like, yeah, like, uh, queer people are just more mystical. And that was it. It was like, period. Yeah. <laughs> like, it's just like. We're magical. It's already. It's always been that way. Like, like historically speaking, like the gay people and a lot of like these ancient cultures and indigenous tribes, like the queer people were known as the mystics. Were known as like these seers. I think right now, I feel like I, as a queer person who is working in an industry, um, I'm I'm switching over from not not from candles. Although I will say that candle industry is. <laughs> A lot of straight white women, um, but to my like event and wedding work is a very heteronormative world. Um, I do really um, appreciate the perspective that I'm bringing to it, and I'm kind of realizing um, I'm working with a gay couple right now, uh, a couple of them actually, and just like going through a- and acknowledging all of the ways that the wedding industry is extremely gendered um, in terms of just, like, the phrases that we use uh, to describe, like, the day, like, normal day-to-day wedding things, like bridal party, groom's party. Like, I 
I think that my perspective brings a, like a level of awareness and sensitivity to processes that have otherwise gone exa- unexamined by other people in the industry um, in order to make it more inclusive, um, which I think right now is uh, is very much needed. Um, like weddings are, uh, you know, to some extent a scam. I say that and it pays my bills, but it... Ident- that's just living in capitalism, right? Right. right. Like that's just where we but, are. You know, like the, it the is. Pipeline. It is like uh, queer people deserve to feel seen and included and special and loved on a day that I think a lot of people take for granted. Um, and the process can be really frustrating if it's not built for you. Um, so I think right now I'm like taking a lot of intentional time in trying to like make sure at least for the company that I work with that our processes are um, as ungendered as possible um, and as inclusive as possible Um, and making sure that I'm also advocating for my clients with other vendors as well. And I mean, I think it's pretty brave. I mean, because I, you know, just to be a queer and in the wedding industry, uh, it takes some cojones. Cause but it's... you know what? It pays off for me because now people refer to me, uh, refer me because they, when some, when a wedding queer planner. couple asks their friends, who, do you know any queer wedding planners in town? I get recommended pretty quickly. So, um, it's important. It's important. Yeah. Anyway, okay. I think I think we are ready for the bro book review. <laughs> Yay! Okay. All right. Bro book reviews. I read a bro book every week so you don't have to. <laughs> All right. So if you are new, if you have not listened to the pod, uh, this is where Anna reviews a bro book so that you don't have so that you don't have to read it. Yeah. Um, And today I floated this one on our last episode. I said, should I listen to an episode of Joe Rogan podcast? And I did. (laughs) So you don't have to. Um, How did you go about selecting which episode? I just did the first one. Because okay. I thought I was gonna like his his very first no, recording sorry, his or most the most recent. recent. There we go. Okay. Yeah. God. Yeah. yeah you know I'm bad with um, linear. <laughs> I'm just I'm just clarifying. No, it's true because I said it the other way. How I said yeah. it was like the first one he did, but I did his most well, but recent. It, yeah, yeah. But when you look yeah. at it, it's the first. Yeah. 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 Um, it was with a comedian, and let me tell you. I thought that this podcast that me and Kayleen did was low effort. Holy shit. That was a low effort. They, they like, like, we had a note one time. Our, our friend was just like, y'all repeat yourselves a lot. Maybe edit that out. And uh, I listened to it, and they just, they just repeated themselves the whole time. Maybe 30 minutes was just them referring back to an old joke. Um, and then, and then at one point they listened to somebody else's stand-up routine on the podcast. So they, they just like watched YouTube videos and recorded <laughs> it? <laughs> like literally. And then, um, yeah, yeah. Um, it was, yeah, super low effort. Nothing super, I mean, I 
I, I didn't listen to it all. It was two hours. And a, oh, and no. His, oh, no. His episodes are, like, three to four hours. And I was like, there's no, like, there's no way. We get uncomfortable if we're hitting the 50-minute mark. Yeah, well, we're not watching YouTube videos on our Yeah, podcast. that's true. <laughs> God, I was. We should start pursuing ad space. Like people are getting paid for that. I know. Um, I know. And then it was. It was just so. They weren't even funny either. But I will say. I will say this. I like this about the Joe Rogan podcast. He laughs a lot, and I do like when people laugh. Um, I don't. Yeah. It's yeah. Um, yeah, I do love I do love joy. Mm-hmm. Even if yeah, mm-hmm. it's it's hard. That to, makes me feel good because we laugh a whole hell of a lot and we don't edit it out. Who told? Who said that we needed that we repeated ourselves? I'm not going to say it on air. Okay, well you did. You never you never passed along this criticism to me. I think it was shared in the group chat. Ah. <laughs> I know who it is then. I don't recall see. I I pretend I do not see it. Uh, she only uh, listens I, to this on road trips, so she won't hear it until another six months. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I don't understand the question, and I will not respond to it. In the words of, in the words of Lucille Bluth. Um, anyway. That's the episode, folks. Uh, you can find me at Swamp Witch with four eyes on Instagram. I am for when this episode is released, I'll be doing this for one more week. I am doing year ahead spreads for people. This is the only time of year I read tarot publicly and open my books up to the public. If you would like a year ahead reading, um, I would be happy to do one for you. So go ahead and DM me there. Otherwise, you can just get pictures of my tattoos and my nails. Um, and then you can follow Candles Unincorporated incorporated on instagram we're on break for the holidays but i think we will probably be back um uh for some for valentine's day collection uh maybe some markets in the new year because we had a great holiday market experience um and then the podcast you can follow entrepaqueers.podcast on instagram or entrepaqueers.com uh, leave us a five-star review. Um, keep your comments to yourself unless you're writing a glowing review um, that we'll read aloud on the pod. Um, cool. You can find me at uh, the.fakeguru. Or, I, y'all, I don't remember. I don't know where the Just dot is. Just play around with where the dot is. It's different on different mediums. Yeah. She's... It's quirky. Uh, um, the fake guru on uh, TikTok and Instagram. Uh, so when this comes out, I think like in the next week or two, I'm going to be holding uh, a type of, I'm going to, it's going to be called Muppet Hour. And it's going to be a combination of like kind of exploring yourself in the darkness within you and like a safe space through breath work meditation and like movement and just really getting weird and into it so super stoked about that that'll be january 18th um i will have a link on instagram and tiktok for that if you would like to join um until then everybody quesera uh cheers have a gay day (laughs) 